my servant. Are you guys trying to sell me a, send me a subliminal message here? Recently, there was some confusion as to my age. I was confused. Um, and uh, so I do this thing where I round up my age ahead of time. Uh, I start getting used to, oh, I'm going to be 46. So then I'm used to saying I'm 46, so then my birthday gets there, and, and that I, I, I'm a different age now, so I, I start thinking, oh, I'm 47. So, so I thought I was a year older. I do this every year. I think I'm a year older than I really was. So then I get the, every year, it's like I get that, that joy of, I'm not quite as old as I thought I was. You know? So was, um, my birthday is not really that important to me. I, I've done really interesting things on my birthday. I once went to the Iowa State Fair on my birthday. That, that sounds like a fun thing, unless you've been to the Iowa State Fair. I've been previous to that. I had been to the Minnesota State Fair, and the Minnesota State Fair is awesome. Right? So I thought uh, I got up one day, and, and uh, my friend James and his girlfriend Jessica and another another buddy, like, we're going to go up to the Iowa State Fair. Like I ain't doing nothing. Sure, I guess I'll go to Iowa State Fair. So Iowa State Fair uh, is boring, first of all. Um, my friend James is, he's a, he's a farmer at heart, and uh, I just remember this, I, I, I don't remember much about the day, except I remember he was, he was looking at the farm. I spent half of my birthday, I didn't even know it was my birthday, that's the thing. I was, I was completely unaware it was my birthday, and I spent my, my birthday looking at farm equipment. Well, that was half of my day. And, uh, and, and all I remember was there was this long thing, it was looking like a big metal square, and it had like two sets of wheels at the end of it. I don't even know what it was, but he was like so excited about them. This, like, this looks like a balance beam, you know, without the cushions, it's uh, with wheels on the end. That's all it looked like to me. And he was so excited about this thing. He was like, wow, that's weird. And his girlfriend was just as bad. Uh, his, his girlfriend, Jessica, wanted to go and see the, the animals, the, the animal barn. And the animal barn, it is... It's really nasty, right? I mean, you go to some people. I know, I know. There's 4-H people and everything. They think this is a great thing. And she was a 4-H person, and, and I said that thing stinks. And she goes, "No, it's a friendly smell." And I said, "I'm going to give you a list of things. One of these things is not like the others." I said, "Apple pie, chocolate chip cookies, pig crap." One of these is not a friendly smell. All right? Things are opposite of the way that sometimes we think they should be. I have in my, my mind a way that things should be. And she, she had a completely different way of thinking. This was a friendly smell to her. Right? And, um, and we do this with our kids. We, we raise our kids and, and, and we want them to do certain things and we say things that are the opposite of the way they think it should be. For example, when they say, we, we, it happened to us and, and then we sometimes, somehow we, we change when we become parents, but we always use this phrase, it will build character. Like, oh, when you hear that phrase, you know something not nice is coming. Like, this is not a friendly smell, right? So it will build character. I know something bad is coming. Now you're going to be asking me to eat something I shouldn't eat. Or we're going to be doing something really boring for a long period of time because it's going to build character. Nothing fun ever builds character. No one ever said, here, eat this chocolate chip cookie. It will build character. That's never been said. 
And Peter doesn't disappoint us in his second epistle. In the first chapter we're going to read, he tells us to build some character. So he begins in verse 3, says, His divine power has given us, 2 Peter 1, verse 3, His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which you have given to us exceedingly, which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of lust. But for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and your virtue knowledge, and knowledge self-control, and self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, and godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, almost blind." has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. And therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, even though you know them and you are established in the present truth, yes, I think it's right. As long as I am in this tent to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as the Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after I am dead. Well, <clears throat> Peter, as I say, doesn't disappoint us. And he does something that, that we often do when we're trying to disguise things that will build character. Right? We try to cover it up a little bit. Right? So, so um, you know, there's just some things where it's like, oh, I've got to get the kids to eat broccoli, so we'll put some cheese on it. Right? We've got to try to cover it up. We to try to sneak in things. Right? Like, uh, we get you know, zucchini. You can sneak it into apple pie, you can sneak it in here and sneak it there, add some sugar. And you sneak healthy stuff into stuff that you sell, so they won't know that you're building character. Right? Have something healthy. So we, we try to sneak it in. And, and Peter tries to sneak in the healthy stuff by, by disguising it. Right? He, he says, uh, he, he talks first about all these great and precious promises. Get, get, them, get them ready for the building up of the character. Uh, there's going to be some unpleasant stuff, but here let me let me begin by talking about the great and precious promises. Okay. And he says, uh, these great and precious promises, what are they? Well, he says, you are actually allowed to partake of a divine nature. What does that mean? You are actually, I mean, we are humans. No, just, we kind of have... A, a, a way that we live, we get up, and everything's in this human realm that we think about. But he says, you have the ability to be a part of something that's not really human. You have a chance to be connected and, and, and eventually have this nature that's not physical, or at least physical the way we think of it. To be partakers, there's a there's a chance. He says you're going to escape corruption. What does that mean? And that has nothing to do with like 
of a, a government doing illegal things, like corruption. It means like to rot or to decay. And he's like, you're going to have the opportunity to escape this condition where your body deteriorates. You're going to escape that. Oh, wow, that's incredible. And he's, he's just laying on, it's like a salad, and he's just layering on Thousand Island dressing. Just, we're going to cover up all that green stuff, right? And he's just, this is incredible thing that you're going to have. Exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you will be partakers of the divine nature and having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of lust. And this, this and all this problems and the decays and all the horrible things that are around us, and the reason that this whole thing goes down in the first place is because of humans' evil desires. That, that's what causes all the problems in the world. And you get to escape it. Well, now, he gets into this list of stuff. And, and really, virtues, all these virtues shouldn't be unpleasant. But they are. Because they build character. And whenever we start talking about building character, talking about something that's going to seem, at least at first, unpleasant. And there's a long list of them. We don't really have time to go. Uh, I've got them in my notes, but we're not going to go through all of these things in detail. But he says, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, knowledge self-control. Ooh, self-control. <laughs> Self-control, perseverance, and godliness, brotherly kindness. And I'm not going to go into these with detail, because each one of these is such a deep topic. But I'm pretty sure that we can look at anything in this, and, and we can say, I, I can improve every one of these things. And that's important. Now, I don't want to talk about the individual things so much, but at the process that, that these are combined in. When we look at this word add to, we think of this from math. And I've probably talked about this before, but this is not a math word, add to. This is actually a music word. When you mean a music word. This is the word, uh, I'm going to mess it up. I think I wrote it somewhere. I hope I did. If I didn't, I'm going to really mess it up. It's like the word choreo. And it's the, the word from a choir, we get the a choir from, or a chorus, right? That's this word. And, and this specific form of the word had to do with the leader of a choir, the conductor. That was kind of the reference to this. He says, and that's this word, add. In other words, it's, this is not like a process, like, a, okay, I start with faith. Okay, we got that, and I check that off, and I add to my faith virtue. Okay, we've got virtue, I'm doing good things now. And I add to my virtue knowledge, right? So how do we start? We're, we're a third thing in before we even start learning things? No, so this is not a, this is not a step-by-step process. But he's like, this is, this is like, let it be conducted. Let these things be conducted together is kind of the, the way you look at a symphony. And, and I've always, un, you know, not understood how one guy can... can Wave this and everything goes smoothly and perfectly. I've, I've, I've always thought, really, that that guy kind of is not necessary. Like, like, if someone just started playing, they could all kind of do this thing without that guy doing this thing or whatever. But I'm probably completely wrong. But let it be together. 
Your faith needs your virtue. And your virtue needs your knowledge. And it all needs to be conducted together. You can't go, well, I'm going to do these things, but that, we can hold the lima beans over here, because I don't really do lima beans. I don't do self-control. You know, yes, you do. I, I remember as a kid, my mom hated green beans, despised green beans, because she was raised and um, she remembers not having a lot. And there was one year where my grandpa's garden didn't do too much except for green beans. And it, it, it was just, the garden that year decided green beans was on the menu. And so she ate for like a winter. She had green beans. She hates green beans. But we had green beans. She said, you are going to learn them. And, and we didn't have a lot of money, so, so we had canned green beans, which are the, one of the nastiest substances on the planet. And so she, we had green beans. And I remember canned green beans. And if we said, I don't want that, you know what happened? There you go. You get some more green beans. So you learn. Even if you don't like it, don't say it. We don't get to choose. God says, oh, you don't like that, do you? <laughs> you don't like patience. I'm going to give you a little bit of extra patience to have. There you go. Try it out. Learn to like it. Let them dance together. Let them sing together. Let them be conducted together because they all are necessary. Why are they all necessary? They're all necessary to be productive. He says, if these things are yours and abound, you get the extra helping. You will not be barren or unfruitful. You will not be unproductive in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if these things are yours, oh, if, so they're optional. No, no, they're not. You don't get to skimp on character. You know, I, I do like vegetables now. My mom taught me. And I've learned to like them. It's interesting. I was, I was trying to think of vegetables that people don't like. I like them all, really. Like, I've kind of got a taste for them. But I do remember complaining about them. And I like them now. You get a taste. And this is the way virtue is. You don't like it when you're first building character. But you kind of look back... I, I, I look back on times where we were building character, and this was not good. And, and I do remember some of those times with fondness. You remember some of those times when you were young and you didn't have a lot of stuff, or whatever the condition was where you were building character. And there's kind of a nostalgia about that, isn't there? I remember that. And I remember the things that we did. I remember... Mom saving up money... And we did this thing. We still have this tradition now with our kids, and they like this tradition. It's a good tradition. Uh, at the last day of school every year, we go out for ice cream. We have a dinner of ice cream. They, can, they don't have to order a menu item. Right? They can have as much ice cream as they want. It's just our family tradition. My mom would save up to go to a nice restaurant, and we would all try to get, they had this five-scoop ice cream thing. I remember that. Like, I'm going to conquer this, which I never did, because my brother always finished it for me, and then he finished my mother's. Uh, me, he was a teenager, 
I, but I remember that tradition with nostalgia. Even though the reason that's nostalgic is because we didn't have a lot, and my mother saved up the whole year to do that. That nostalgic moment represented a character-building thing in my life. I didn't. I don't dwell on the negative that led up to that, but that I think of, and I, I remember that. And that's what character does. Building character, you're left with something. And you're like, wow, this is great. I don't remember all the things that I had to overcome and all these challenges and all these problems that I had in my life. I remember and I think about the the conquering and the victories that have come in establishing the virtue. I won't be unproductive. I won't be unfruitful if I keep these things together. And abounding. That means, okay, we've run through the list in whatever order, and and I'm working on my knowledge. I don't get to go, okay, I've stopped learning now. Okay, good, there's more stuff to learn. There were some challenging thoughts, things that JR said I had never thought of before this morning. That was interesting to me. We don't stop learning. We don't stop the self-control. We don't stop whatever it is. Abounding. And we will be productive. So learn to like it. Learn to enjoy the process. It's not a pleasant process, but it builds character. Peter says this is his closing letter. I am He says it nicely. He says, I'm getting ready to put off this tent. I'm getting ready to die. God's told me I'm going to die soon. Don't know when. This is the last piece of advice that he's going to be able to to share with these. And and I imagine if you knew where you were going to die and you've you've got a little bit of time left, you're like, what am I going to say? I want whatever I'm going to say, this is it. And that's what they're going to be left with. And I want to be productive. I want, I want to be useful to these people. This is my last message to them. He wanted them to continue to be productive. He, wanted, he had lived and built something and he wanted them to build on top of it and keep that thing going. And it has. People have worked through so many generations Long before this church building was built, long before any person here was a Christian or even born, people had been building on things and building on things. And the history of the church is amazing. People have worked on themselves and worked on these virtues. And it's on that foundation that other people became Christians and other people... For thousands of years to produce something that we have. And it is now our turn. What will we do with what we have? It requires that I build myself. Because if I build myself, I produce something to be a foundation for somebody else. Whether it be my children, Or the people around me. They're watching. And it will be productive. 
That is a promise. He talks about great and precious promises. This is a great, great and precious promise because he doesn't state this with any ambiguity. He states this as a fact. If these things are yours, you will be productive. Period. If you have these things, if you work on these virtues, you will produce something. When you put off your tent, there will be people that go, that person meant this to me. In my life as a Christian, this person meant this to me. And people will remember the work that you did to build your character. And that is the challenge. To leave this week, to look at this list that I didn't go through, but to look at this list and go, what needs work? What needs to be combined a little bit better? And that's the challenge. That's where we start. To build character. 